All right, you're tuning into the BK Space Show, and I'll be your host, BK Space, of course. And today is like a uh, soft reboot of my show. And to celebrate my soft reboot, I have a few friends that we're going to call uh, guest hosts for today. We got Ace McFly. What's going on, Ace? What's happening, man? We got Darth Moan. Representing the dark side today. Greetings, fellas. And we got a show veteran. This is his second episode of the show. Uh, J.B. Smith. Burn it down. Oh, we're not doing wrestling today. May the fourth be There we go. And with that being said, today we're talking Star Wars. No, I don't have an actual title for the show, but J.B. Smith has been calling it the crossover episode, so I guess that's what we're gonna call it. It's the crossover episode slash soft reboot. And it's I'm gonna not... be better than Craig. No, say, say again. Yep. Oh, okay. Everybody ready? We good? Yes, sir. Yeah. So number one, my favorite character is Jar Jar Binks. Not really, but I'm just gonna say it for the sake of the question. So, Jar Jar Binks, harmless idiot or threat to Star Wars society? Darth Maul, we're going to start with you. Say harmless idiot or threat to, to Star Wars society. Threat to Star Wars society. Um, I, just, I just think the character didn't, didn't have way too much screen time. Um, I don't think he was, was really done quite. I don't think it was thought through quite well. I thought it was more of like a cartoon feel to it. Um, I don't think he's the worst thing to happen to the Star Wars franchise, but um, definitely way too much screen time. And um, yeah, just just like I said, if I if I have to if I have to get him to get the prequels, I'm I'm cool with that. But definitely not not one of my favorite characters. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, what about you, JB? Um, I'm gonna say both because he is a harmless idiot but he at the same time he did kind of hand the keys over to Palpatine he did kind of lead that charge facts but <laughs> people don't really want to talk about that but yeah it's kind of his fault <laughs> also at the same time though um yeah he's just a, he was too silly of a character too cartoonish they wanted him to be the face of the new wave of characters for children to latch on to and it fell horribly flat. I didn't like him. I thought he was super annoying. And I'm glad that they diminished his screen time and they were they had enough wherewithal to acknowledge what the fandom thought of him in other mediums. Ace. All right. So <clears throat> Jar Jar. Uh, we can all agree basically the movie with, with, without him would still be made, could still be made, could still be better, right? No, actually, not. Nah, yeah, he was yeah, actually no. in the plot. <laughs> At least uh-huh. in the first mm-hmm. I got you, I got you. Harmless idiot and mother. Harmless idiot. Just, just because he, he seemed to represent the 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 casual fan almost. It's like, what is the point of this guy being here? And then he ends up goofing like JB said. Ends up goofing like JB said and that's literally 
the only thing he did besides waste time. Harmless idiot, but I don't think he's. I don't think. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't think he's. A, <laughs> he can look, be. Look, man, he had that one scene where he tripped over uh the bomb, uh, the thing that was holding the bombs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It up. <laughs> like if Jar Jar wasn't there, the war would have never. <laughs> the war would never been won, man. So I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say he's a threat, but I'm gonna say he's a harmless, idiotic threat. See? Put it together. Yeah, I can accept that. Because literally, he's like he's like the last Jedi. If you take anything out of the last Jedi, and the whole story falls apart. If you take Jar Jar out of the prequels, the whole thing doesn't happen. Right. Like, Unfortunately, I agree. Like, who's gonna say Annie really annoyingly though? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like we needed him for that at, at least that and and he was on like the side of the pepsi can so i mean plus one for jar jar right he was cool for the kids i guess i don't i don't know one kid that was like man i love jar jar man I, unfortunately unfortunately I liked him when I was nine, ten. I was like, hey, he's kind of cool. But 11, no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he crossed the threshold and it went away. <laughs> it went away quickly. I'm with y'all. All right, man. So I'm pretty sure we all got favorite moments from the Star Wars franchise. So that's our next question. Uh, we'll start with Ace this time. Favorite moment from the franchise. Favorite moment. And I just watched this the other day. It was when Yoda and Palpatine fought, actually. It just, oh, man. My goodness. My, I'm sitting there as a young, disappointed at Jar Jar Lad watching Yoda and Palpatine just straight box. I mean, box. I mean, like, they were getting it all over the stadium. I'm standing up in the chair. Just that's ridiculous, man. That that easily, and it, and it was something that I wanted to see through the original, original trilogy. Of course, yeah. never got to see that part like that. Then when it came, I'm like, man, getting it in. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, that one right there. And shout out to that fight scene because if, if that fight scene never happened. We'll never have Mickey Mouse running around in King of Hearts like you. Know, <laughs> That's real. So, That's I real. Mean, <laughs> I got to give it to him. I was happy to see it. Maybe Man, um, also got to keep it to account with that fight. That um, Yeah, that fight was more important than Anakin versus Obi-Wan. That had way more on the line. It's true. But um, my favorite moment... Um, I'm going to go from the same time period and I'm going to choose Anakin versus Asajj Ventures from Star Wars Clone Wars, the miniseries. Okay. Man, because that fight right there was so... That was a game changer to me. Imagine just just walking in from school on a random night and you know this is coming on and you just minding your own business and you see Anakin um, getting in his whole crew slowly get picked off one by one. Stormtrooper, his droid, his ship, all of it gone. And then all of a sudden you see this Sith Lord 
well, not Sith Lord, but this. Well, what was she was she wanted to be Sith. I would say Dark Side user. I'll go with that. You see the Dark Side user coming through like gangbusters, matching up with Anakin, outwitting him, outmaneuvering him, like out like outgunning him, and Anakin has to resort to the reserves, the deep, and go to the dark side. And he even used her lightsaber to beat her. Even had the dark side imagery, the um, Padme dying, him turning mm. into Vader, Yoda warning him. You see all that in that imagery in that fight, and it was just dope. Oh, man, you put a lot into that, man. Like, I could literally see that fight scene going on in my head at the moment. <laughs> um, dark Maul. Sorry, oh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, just my bad. Like, just that scene when it was dark, and you see him lift her lightsaber up, and you see the red light like brush up against his face, and then him just like rage out gets me every time, bro. I'm done now, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel you, man. Darth Maul, what about you? Uh, definitely gotta go. Uh, Clone Wars, gotta go. Sidious finding out Darth Maul is still alive. Um, you know, sneaking out of his out of his room, uh, yeah. taking the ship, leaving his guard, um, going to going down to the planet, and just having a, a lightsaber duel with a uh, Darth Maul and and a uh, Savage Press, um, yeah. killing Savage, and basically making uh, Darth Maul just breaking Darth Maul all the way back back down, look because you, you got to look at all the things that Darth Maul had accomplished since up to that moment up to getting his mm-hmm. legs back. Yeah. And Sidious just comes and, you know, pretty much puts him right back in his place, bottom of the totem pole. Here you go, guys. Have fun. And just the look on Sidious's face, the look, the smile, like I guess you you know, the swag he he took, like just very nonchalantly go down there, um, beat them both up, kill one of them and then go back. Like I just thought it was so dope. It was a great imagery. And I just enjoyed that whole story arc that they that they had. So that's my that's my favorite Star Wars moment. Man, that was low difficulty too. Oh uh, yeah. With the with his weird with his wrist. <laughs> like you don't get that out of my face. <laughs> right. Yeah, the the pre yeah, the pregame was definitely not hard on that one. He's just kinda like, yeah, I'm just, you know gonna go in here and do this real quick and and nobody can touch <laughs> man savage and maul were sitting there grunting he up there laughing <laughs> in <their> faces. <laughs> like he's laughing during he's laughing during the fight it's fun right. to him best laugh in i think his laugh is only second to like the joker's laugh like that's he got like a very city has a very iconic laugh man you hear it and it's, Might not catch you. Yeah. He's like, yeah. It's kind of like a low belly laugh. Like he's laughing real low, but you can tell it's from you can tell he's enjoying himself. Right? I've never seen yeah. nobody enjoy evil that that much, I don't think. Clearly you've never not, seen clearly you've never seen me throw snowballs at kids. <laughs> no, we <laughs> oh, man from uh Dexter's lab. Man dark. <laughs> No, we. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about man dark. You talk about somebody willing to risk it all. <laughs> hey man, what? Do what it did. Anything. All right, so uh, 
Because we're going to go this question. Let me go on and get mine in because it's the best one. This is my show and I get to uh, copy it the best. So my favorite moment from the Star Wars franchise is from Rogue One. Like Vader made his cameo appearance. Like, yes, sir. Oh, man. Like, just when old buddy got the file and he was he thought he was finna get away. And then, like, the camera pans around, and you see them looking in the darkness, and then you just see, like, the red lightsaber, the ambient smoke came out the ground. Dude, I want, I, I did want to survive, but it's just like, I'm sorry, bro, y'all about to die. I mean, somebody had to take the L, and I mean, like five minutes after that, like the entire planet took the L. But in this scene for this moment, somebody had to take the L. And at least they got away with the file. Barely. Man. Barely, yes. Barely. My, my whole theater became unglued during that scene, boy. When he had dude up against the ceiling, he just kind of just brushed his life. <laughs> 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 Yo, hey, right. I had that soldier boy meme with the praying hands when he was at that award show. And he was like, you know, like was, that, was, <laughs> that was the exact pose I had at that moment, man. Because I was like, yeah, man, oh, <laughs> run. <laughs> so watching the people die. I swear I'm not evil, but that's more. That's definitely more. But <laughs> when I say evil, Enjoy when I say when I say I enjoyed every, every footstep, every hand movement, every lightsaber of that of that scene. I did like I heart stopped, mouth is on the floor, like just seeing him being total, seeing him go total Vader, and that small shaft was, was a joy. Um, it, it's right behind seeing my kids being. Born. Hey, it slightly felt really good, didn't it? It felt it felt wonderful. <laughs> it felt wonderful. If I could force choke some people, I would. I would be away right now. <laughs> all right. So, our next question is because we all know there's a lot of uh, Star Wars is popular. Uh, those are just facts, and there's a lot of Star Wars content, even content outside of the main universe, uh, from like Family Guy and Robot Chicken. Uh, just last weekend, uh, Baby Yoda made an appearance on Saturday Night Live. Apparently, Baby Yoda is really hood too. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> just in your opinion, well, what are some of you guys' uh, parody moments from Star Wars that stands out to you guys? Uh, Mo, we'll kick it off with you. Um. Out of all the parody moments I've seen, the two that stand out clearly would be uh, Spaceballs, number one. Great movie. Number um, one. In, yeah. Out, in everything is number yeah, one. Yeah, number one. Um, Mel Brooks is brilliant. But, like, the funniest I've seen has to be the stuff they do on Robot Chicken. Uh, <laughs> Man. Yes. The, like, when, <laughs> when I tell you I woke my house up, 
when um when Vader said the Death Star wasn't paid for when they blew it up, <laughs> he didn't know how he was gonna pay for it. Like I, like I literally woke my house up laughing at that. Like the stuff that they did with robot chicken is hilarious. Or that or the um the cantina scene where they show uh I forget his name. His name his name um leaves me right now, but um when Ben Kenobi um cut his arm off. And like he was really just trying to say sorry in his language, but being, he didn't understand, so he ended up cutting his arm off. It was it was so like the stuff they do was so good, and I really enjoyed what they do on Robot Chicken. Man, you can really tell their fans over there. For I, sure. love, I, I love Seth Green. Man, uh, JV, what about you, man? Um, easily Robot Chicken. It's not even a question. Um, <laughs> man, when I I tell you when I died. When Boba's got himself a lightsaber. <laughs> Red, blue, put it together. What's it made? Purple rain. I died. I died. I died. My God. You need the Dragon Balls to bring me back from that. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. That whole scene every single time. And when Palpatine was like, oh, Vader was like um, bacon le- wrapped in leather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey man, that crowd was hilarious, man. My God, funny too though. That whole scene was funny. <laughs> the writing was excellent. It was. Ace, what about you? It's when um Star Wars. I'm sorry, where Family Guy. Family Guy was my favorite character. Yeah, I was my favorite character, and and the, the funniest part to me, I don't know, it might be corny, but it was when Peter came in. He was a stormtrooper, and he was rescuing Leia or Lois. <laughs> She's like, "Wait, aren't you a little fat to be a stormtrooper?" Uh, <laughs> I remember that. You I remember and he just walks. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the casual, uh, what was it? The casual spaceship or something. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Family Guy, man. Classic, man. man that what? Was hey, between Family Guy, the fact that Seth uh, Green was on both of those shows is. It's amazing that they had so much original Star Wars content that never really steps on each other's toes. Uh, it's kind of shocking a little bit. Yeah, I kind of, yes. I kind of credit Seth Green with all of it. Like I just give him all the credit. You know, I want to as well. If I'm being honest with you, uh, let's see. My favorite moment, my favorite parody moment, was definitely uh, when it was. Uh, Darth Vader. I mean, not Darth Vader, but President Bush as Darth Vader. And <laughs> he was like, "I am your father." And it was like, "No, it can't be true." <laughs> if if that wasn't the most hilarious uh, scene for me, but I love. Oh, and Boba Fett when he caught Han, and he was uh kind of like. <laughs> Where he froze him and he was like freaking him a little bit. Was like, yeah, like, like, cause you bad. <laughs> like, y'all know, I still say that like to this day. <laughs> it's been years now, but I, I like to mess with people. Uh, most brother, I 
I call my brother and say, girl, like, yeah, you like it, you like it because you bad, man. And we'll both bust out and start laughing. Because, <laughs> yo, I, I love, like, uh, the robot chicken stuff, man, the most, I think. I think my favorite moment still got to be in Spaceballs when the, when the, um, I mean, it's horrible, but it's funny. But when they're combing the desert and they're actually using a comb to comb the desert to look for them. Ah, uh, yeah. You got, you got the two black guys with the pick, <laughs> picking the desert. And they like, update. And you know, the, the other guys are like, we, we haven't found anything. The black guys like, we ain't found shit. Yeah, that. <laughs> like, it's so horrible, but I think that I just remember cracking up. Hey, that. he said it with such passion, though. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> like, we like, ain't found shit. It's always stood out. Like, it was like, I, I don't know if there's a such thing, but I'm going to coin the term as tasteful racism. And I think that was kind of tasteful. Like, Tasteful stereotype. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna hit it and be like, "What the heck is tasteful racism?" Like, I'm like, sure you like, like, should I be offended? I should. Am I? Nah, not really. It's funny. Like, <laughs> Thoughts of Darth Maul do not reflect those of BK Space. I'm a different guy. Like when my, if my when my kids used to cuss when they were young. If they use it in the right context, uh, I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> like, did Anakin deserve the rank of master? Right, we gonna kick this one off. We gonna kick this one off. Did he deserve to be a master? No. Only on the strength that he wasn't elected. Was he strong enough? Absolutely. Did he have the mature, the mature maturity to, to handle it? Obviously not. <laughs> Kill kid. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. But he was undoubtedly one of the most powerful, one of the most loyal, one of the most respected. But as he proved at the end of the day, he wouldn't have been ready for that responsibility. Mo. Um I think Anakin should have most definitely been a Jedi Master um, just based on his work during the Clone Wars. Everything he did um, to to basically keep keep the Republic alive during the Clone Wars. Um, mm-hmm. All the missions he took, um, all the sacrifices and just <clears throat> just just on that alone, I think he deserved to be a Master. But the fact that they also used him as their personal errand boy and to go against the cold in many ways, I think he I think he definitely deserved to be a Jedi Master. He, Man, he, took, he said a metaphor right there. He took he took every he took everything that they did, he, every everything they threw at him, he passed with flying colors, in, in my opinion. No, uh, also got to keep in mind that during the war, Palpatine engineered a lot of that, so uh, Anakin would get the battles that would get the more face time, the more recognition, and some of them easy, knowing that Anakin would get it done. Also boosting his reputation, because he did plan on him being his apprentice before it actually happened. I'm, well, you got that, but you also got the fact that if anybody else had come along that was stronger than Anakin... You know, Sidious would definitely toss Anakin to side to the side and go with the next apprentice. So, 
he he helped him along that way. He's seen that vision, but also Anakin still had to had to do those tasks. He still had to do those tasks. He still had to to overcome all that stuff. So I just think he deserved to be a master, especially when you got to see kind of the the, the underneath the layers of the Jedi of the people that were masters. It's like yeah, Anakin could definitely be one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I ain't got nothing to add to that. Hey, <laughs> uh, you got anything to add to that? He hit the nail on the head. Amon did just accurate. This was war, and Anakin, his skill as a fighter, as a leader, was never in question. But being a Jedi, a master, and being on the council also requires you to be fully committed to be a paragon of what it means to be a Jedi. And yeah, mm-hmm. excuse my language, some of them are assholes. We know this. Yeah. But one of them were susceptible to do the atrocities that Anakin eventually found himself doing. I feel he was pushed, though. Like, if you think about it, if you go back over to everything you see in the Clone Wars, every time at the end of the day when it was time for Anakin to make the right decision, he made it. He didn't leave people behind. He didn't portray the Jedi Order. And he did everything, even though he knew that they were wrong, that the Jedi Order asked him to do. Um, and I just think at the end of all that, I mean, I... I, I I try to keep the politics and the religion out of Star Wars, but I kind of, I kind of liken it to Anakin. At the end of everything, he lost his faith, and once he lost his faith, he snapped because he felt he did everything the right way. And this is how, this is how you repay him. This is, this is, this is how the universe. This is how the Jedi repay him by basically just <clears throat> kind of like make you know, kind of like what they say, kind of like sunning him. Like you can do all this, you could probably beat everybody in the room, but we still gonna sun you because we can. Ah man, y'all both are making like excellent points on this. JV, I know you yeah. about to jump in again. Are are you? I mean, I can we can take it or leave it at this point. I know we got a lot to cover. So uh, if I'm allowed to, I will. <laughs> I agree. We probably should leave it at this point. Because you both made excellent points. I kind of agree with both of you. So we're just gonna award you both points. Um because I don't know where the point system came from. But <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I, I, have, I have now awarded points. But, uh, <laughs> speaking of apprentices to Sidious, who is the best apprentice of Darth Sidious? Maul, Tyrannus, a.k.a. Duke, or Darth Vader? Darth Maul, Darth Tyrannus or Darth Vader? Ace, I want you on this one. Vader. Vader. Right out of the gate, huh? Easily. Easily. My man set out a plan. (laughs) He executed that plan. Now, he didn't complete it, but what Sidious whole thing was is he you know he wanted this apprentice to take over vader would vader went the furthest he went the furthest it's like he went to the super bowl and kept losing like the bills in the 90s kept kept going but jim kelly yeah went (laughs) took his shot that team from canada but whatever So, so yes vader vader did his thing Way more now, 
you know, I think Maul initially, I'm like, man, Maul, he was scarier to me. He took out my boy Qui-Gon. He ended up doing a whole lot of things throughout, you know, throughout that beginning part that you don't really see too much, you know, unless you read into the uh, lore and everything. But Vader, man, carried the mantle. He's like, all right, I got this. We're going to go ahead on and, and complete this mission. He, he went forward with I got to get to Vader. You can never go wrong with Vader. Let's just be honest. But, uh, Moan, what's your thoughts? <clears throat> uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm going to go with Dooku Tyrannus because as, as much as everything a city has seen, Dooku was Dooku's the ultimate general, and he said, I'll do you one better. You're going to take over the universe. You're going to need an army. Who started the clone army? That was Dark Tyrannus. That was Tyrannus. And at the time, mm. at the time he was moving in, he was moving in plain sight because people didn't even know who he was. Like, you know, you heard the name Tyrannus, you didn't know it was Dooku. You knew Dooku had left the Jedi Order. And you didn't know he was he was um he had all these moving pieces. So all these things kind of came together. I say I know a lot of it is City is playing, but I don't think Dooku gets enough um credit for that. And We'll get we'll get into something a little bit later because I know we got we have different questions, but it's gonna I want to I want to tie it back into this, but I definitely think it was Dooku. Agreed. JB. Oh man, like Maul makes a great point about Dooku. And I could make a case for Maul like being like the most tenured and being like that that the longest tenured um Sith Lord amongst the three. But the thing about Maul is Maul was more of an assassin than a Sith Lord. He didn't really get to show his cunning until he struck out of his own. But the answer to me is easily Vader. Um, Vader was the face of the Empire. He was the ultimate can-do-anything guy mm-hmm. for Sidious. He really, and even though him and um, Palpatine, Sidious, tried to kill each other time and time again, they knew at the end of the day they had each other's back when push came to shove. Agree. Uh, you know what? I'm also gonna go with Vader because a dude that moves like a tank. <laughs> the man, like you said, JB, the man can get stuff done. Like, I, I don't know if Maul or Tyrannus is really gonna come through and do what Vader ended up doing at the end, which was bringing balance to the force. So. If I gotta Sorry. go with anybody, I gotta go to I gotta go with Vader. I gotta go with Vader. Y'all got you guys already like hit the nail on the head in that. So it's not really much I can add about Vader. Except for he was menacing and he was pulling ships out the sky. <laughs> but Tyrannus does not give me the credit I do a The only thing the only thing I love Vader only on my only my only negative about Vader. If, if I'm being honest, is he still, even at his highest, had too much Anakin in him. That kind of, I can still make this right. I can still make this right. I'm, I'm kind of just biding my time. He still wanted to make the universe peaceful as Vader. It was just in a very violent way. Whereas everybody else, just it was just everybody else, all the other Sith Lords just wanted to rule. 
Yeah, those are the facts. Uh, I think that's a good way to end that uh, segment about Dark City. This one came from JB, and his question was, was Luke right about the Jedis in The Last Jedi? JB, what was his exact quote? What was the quote? Well, to paraphrase, Luke pretty much said that the folly of the Jedi was believing, or the folly of all Force users, Jedi answered is that the Force belongs to them, or the Force could be manipulated one way or the other. And they forgot about balance, that even with the good comes the bad. And every time the Jedi tried to eradicate the bad and then try to do something in their hubris, they were eradicated, they were erased, or they were set back, or it cost lots, it cost people. Kind of like how they had the Republic on lock, but then cities came out of nowhere, wiped them all out. Kind of like with Luke, he thought he could um, he could train Ben, even though he saw the darkness in him, and in him trying to do that, he created Kylo Ren. His whole Jedi generation got wiped out. So, And if you like you were that, the old Republic and everything, with them. Okay. With all of that being said, answer the question. Was Luke <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to say yes. He does. To a degree, he was right. Um, because the Jedi were, whether you want to look at them or not, yeah, they're the good guys and they're also extremists. And they believe that in balance, that darkness needs to be eliminated, but darkness is always going to be there. And it always sneaks up on them. It always snuck up on the Jedi. It always bit them in the butt. According to everything we've learned in, the, I think it's the Clone Wars, when Anakin went to the, the Jedi planet, right? The mm-hmm. Jedi planet. Right. And everything that we learned from Rebels with the Banadu, I think that's what it's called. The Banadu or the Bandu? The Banadu. Yep. The band, one of them. <laughs> the giant moose-looking creature. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> yes. Um, out of everything we've learned from them, I think Luke may have been. Well, you know, Luke is right because the one thing that they always nail home about those episodes was balance. I think even Yoda had a moment in the wars where balance was. Uh, something he had to learn. So I think Luke is right here. Uh, Moan. Yeah. Um, I think he's right. And I think if you look back on the on, on all the uh, the mythology of Star Wars, it proves it. Even some I don't. I'm, I'm getting out of out of it when we're talking about stuff that's canon and that's not canon. But if you look at the timeline of Star Wars, I make it quick. There has been more. Um years of peace because of the Jedi than years of the galaxy being ruled by Sith. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to be technical about it, did Anakin restore balance to the Force? For a short time. Kind of did because at that time the Force was dipped towards the light and he kind of balanced it out to where there was not not a lot of Jedi and still not a lot of Sith, and that kind of balanced it out. To me, that sounds like prophecy fulfilled. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Uh, watching Rebels, 
when Darth Maul shows back up, mm-hmm. he's tempting Ezra to join him. Right. I, I kind of think Maul was a little right. I'm, I'm just saying, if we were going to find the fastest way to bring balance at that moment, I think it would have been with Darth Maul if Anakin, I mean not Anakin, but Ezra had it joined over with Maul. Because there was other Jedi's uh, in the galaxy or other light users, I guess that not necessarily Jedi, but you know, the Force is not just all Jedi, correct? Correct. Correct. So yeah, I think Ezra may have maybe should have went to the dark side. I'm glad he didn't because it was more interesting not for him not to go. But I'm just saying. I mean, if you if you just look at it, like especially with the prequels, like I had read the books and I had already started to um, think differently, just growing up and reading the books from the movies. But the Jedi was just as, if not more, mani- did more manipulating than the Sith. Everything is from a certain point of view. Everything is we're keepers of the peace, but we're going to teach you how to do lightsaber. Like we're going to teach you to keep the peace with violence. Like it, everything is so contradicting with with Jedi as with Sith is kind of like this is what it is and even right. to be th- to be the best of the best you know they'll kill their own to weed out the weak just to have the best of the best whereas the Jedi kind of like rule over the weak just to have somebody to rule over right I, I that. Oh, man. oh go ahead I'm going to have to stand up to you because <laughs> the Jedi the Jedi were hypocrites the Jedi were hypocrites. They did a lot of stuff that was pretty backwards for the sake of preserving the peace. But they always had the best of intentions with it. They always didn't mean to do any harm. They always didn't mean to trample over the weak or or the impressionable to get their job done. They just manipulated the way they did the system on their part. Yeah, that's fine. But then there's still places in their system where they're slaves. Like, I don't get that. What you talking about? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about Tatooine. I'm talking about um, uh, uh, Cantabite. Like, they're still slaves in their system, and that they don't try to, that they don't try to free, that they don't try to. I just find it really strange that there's still these horrible things going on, but they're still just, oh yeah, we're just keepers of the peace, and now we're gonna fight this battle, and we're gonna, you know, do all this for um, the Republic. Like I, I want to know what what was their what what was their end game? Was there was their end game the same? Was their end game the same as Sidious? Like we're gonna do all this. We're gonna put on you know we're gonna put on the the good guy the white hat. But at the end of the day, we still run things. It's still being right. done our way. That that's interesting. But their reach, but their reach was finite, and Tatooine was an outworld planet that was outside the reach of the Republic. Um, yeah, that's true. And the Jedi, and the Jedi's priority has always been to protect the Republic. That's true. That is true. But I'm just saying, with 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 Qui Gon there, he could have liberated the planet himself, or him and him and Obi. You mean like go, like, go to, That would have taken some time, and that was time they had. That is also true. It would have taken a lot of time, and then we would have got more Jar Jar. Uh, 
I mean, but it's all connected because the only thing you really have to do is is kill the huts, and the huts are were connected to the empire. That's true, but the huts were easy to get. They they weren't. I, I grant that that they weren't, but I'm saying. Hold on, we gotta get Ace into this conversation because we've been going a long time. Hey, I'm, I'm doing that back. Boy, baby, I was, boy. Hey, good though. I was in there too. I was like, yo, I gotta say something. Yeah, I'm a popcorn, man. Yeah, you gotta jump in there. You gotta definitely gotta jump in there. Again, it's it's yes, he was right. And I just think of almost like Buddha, how I'm sorry, not Buddha, Gandhi, when he gets violence. And he chose not to continue. Like when, when Kylo Ren struck, revolted, and the Knights of Ren was created, he could have created a whole nother, you know, Jedi Order or whatever to combat that. And he's like, no, no, because this is against everything that he's about internally, which is, you know, go, creating more violence, creating more issues, more war, all yeah. of that. Want to, he didn't want to do that. He's like, no. So he's like, boom, I'm cutting it off right here. I'm going to get missing. And this should create balance. Essentially, he did, in a way, create that balance for a while. But then you have the dark side taking over, which convinced him. So, what he did, so everybody could see it, you know, when that war, the last Jedi, and he, um, he used the force to show himself and then they attacked and everything. He fought without fighting. You know, he uh basically showed nonviolence the way. Like a true Jedi Master would for, for for the defense and for knowledge and for the message, he showed himself and he, he never actually went on the attack. So he proved his point. And he's like, you know, yeah. this is unnecessary. And it, it seems as if they, you know, the world had lost them the uh, understanding. They're thinking of Jedi. As... Whoa, I get it. Man, you cut out some of that. Yeah, you cut out right at the end. For you. Oh, man, he's, he's me now. Yeah, huh? that was good. Stuff. It was, man. I was like, dang. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you now. You're back. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think he was so insightful, he blacked out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, goodness. It was getting good. I was like, dang, man. Ain't over there soapbox right now. Uh, I had a little bit, man. I even had to stand up for that one. I, I think you three definitely had really good points. But we're going to move on to a lighter side, something uh, not as deep. And we're just going to ask for your favorite movie. Ace. I'll say again. I, I couldn't hear the question. You said favorite. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Ooh. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm ah, the one without Jedi, Rogue One. 
Really? It's, okay. It's roll oh. one. It's roll one. And I thought about this for about a week now. I'm like, is it really? You know, it's between roll one and it's between um, episode four. And I'm like, which one is it? And then I, I just think of what kicked everything off the root, the startup, and it is rolled on. They, you know, they got the plans, they're delivering these plans to the resistance. It has to be done, and it's like it, it's so hype. And they're all it's a suicide mission, it's a straight suicide mission that actually, spoiler alert, ends with their demise. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, Rogue One, man, is Rogue One because it, it has it has a little bit of funny, it has the seriousness, it has the message, and it doesn't even have the Jedi. But then that ties into what we just talked about. What, you know, Luke's 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 point is you don't need it, but you know, have enough turmoil as it is. Try not to add to it. And they're trying right. to stop this evil without, you know, without the help of Jedi. And they they, they start it off. They kick it off. They do it. Rogue One, that's me. JB. Uh, favorite movie, easily, Empire Strikes Back. That's, that's the one. Um, that's a good one. Like, easily. I don't have to really think about that one. Um, just kind of seeing how the fallout was from the first one, um, A New Hope, is kind of like, okay, Y'all took up the Death Star. We're on your ass, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Empire just never let up from beginning to end. They had countermeasure after countermeasure, and even when we had hope, Luke saw found Yoda. He's with him. He's training with him. He got the vision. And it's like okay, Luke's, Luke's about to come back and and straighten some stuff out. No. He got his head cut off and found out who his daddy was. <laughs> it didn't end like you thought it was. And then, man, Lando betrayed Han. Oh, yo, that hurt. Man, turned Han into a dinner table. It's crazy. The last supper. I love purpose. that movie. <laughs> right. See, people got got Toa. We got Boba Fett introduced. Like I said, we got Lando introduced. It was just a good movie. And I think narratively speaking, from beginning, middle, end, that is the best Star Wars movie. Mo? Okay. So just being a little different, I could easily go with um with Empire Strikes Back for all the things James said. And because it it changed my mood going experience. So the, the couple of things that he brought up just to piggyback. You actually got to see a little bit more of Vader. Got to actually get a little bit more of his character. Got to see Boba Fett. You got to see a you got to see a little bit more of each character, and I love that. But then it was actually like my moment where, like, dude, at no point in history in my movie going experience had evil won. They actually won the movie. Like I'm actually walking out laughing. Like it's little kids and they're crying. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes. Like, but, <laughs> like that just shows you how strange that. You was. got problems. But I, I say all that to say, my favorite movie will probably have to be um, R- Return of the Jedi because it's that. It's um, my it's it's Luke coming into his own, figuring things out. Um, it's like the the closing of everything. He, he like I say he's coming to his own, coming to his own man, and just that whole swag of 
you know, from the beginning of the movie, where he walks into Hut's lair, like, I'm a Jedi master, like, and then the end of the movie, you know, just to some of the line, you know, it's, it's cheesy stuff, but, you know, uh, he, he's a Jedi, like my father before me, and no matter what, he's he's a grown man, but he's still kind of that little wide-eyed kid, like, 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 come on, dad, like, just, like, just waiting for his dad to come around and do the right thing, and I just love the way the character came full circle for me, like, because, like I said, I had saw him as a young, you know, saying a young kid, 16, 17-year-old farmer, turn into this warrior, uh, with basically very, with very, with basically very little resource, just just on job experience. So I love right on, right Jedi for that reason. Uh, as far as me and my movie, I'm definitely gonna go with episode. Three. Not a bad pick. Why? Because at the end, when Vader, gets, first of all. Obi Wan had the high ground, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not this. Right, then he slices up Darth Vader. You see, like the hurt in his face, and, and then he gets stitched. Then he becomes a uh, leathery bacon. <laughs> Palpatine <laughs> takes his leathery bacon body and put it inside of the machine, and then we get the. After Pat made that. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I know I'm being silly, but for real though, that is probably my favorite movie. Just, just all the 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 way that they went about filming it, I just love every piece of it. Not, not just the story, but I like the camera work and some of the CG, even though it holds up really well, but. It's like one of those movies that first people start paying attention to how Star Wars operates. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So just seeing Vader for the first time when you see that, that come down. And like the whole time you're in the theater, all you're waiting on is just to hear him breathe. And then you get that. I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vader. <laughs> like it's the culmination of three movies you knew it was coming. It's the hot to the time machine thing. Like you know he's gonna get uh messed up at some point. You know he's gonna go into into this robotic tank mode. And it's just like you're literally watching the movie. Him get his arms cut off and legs. Oh, so, yeah. I, I think episode three, the culmination of everything, it just it was great for me. Man, I also take into account that episode three also bridged the gap between two generations. Yes. 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 That was that's a very underrated fact about that movie that it really did bridge the gap for. The old fans and the new fans, and what's cool. oh my god! I, I just, just love that. My just dad. Also, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just also want to point out that it was so little brother of Anakin after Obi Wan beats him and walking away and decided not to kill him. 
for Anakin just to say, I hate you. Like, that's all you can do. <laughs> like, that's all you can do hey, is to say, I hate you. <laughs> and then, then how Palpatine... What else could he have done? And then how Palpatine kind of come, comes along, oh, he's still alive. Get him, get him. Like, let's... <laughs> like, there's still a chair. Like, I just love that part of the movie, but go ahead. I just thought it was so cool, the fact that I grew up watching the original trilogy with my with my dad. And then here comes a new trilogy for me to get in, aside from Jar Jar Binks. And, and like JV said, it was bridging that gap. It was like the culmination of my dad being this undercover geek that he didn't know he was this whole time. And then here I come, knowing that he's a geek. <laughs> and now I got my own trilogy and like we meet halfway. It was like so cool for me. It's, like I said, a step further, like I said, my father who introduced me to it, and, and we can get into the background a little bit, uh, you know, I would like to elaborate on that. But being able to start started off those first three with my father, and then the second three, introduced him to my son. Oh. Kind of grow with him, That's cool. for him to love it, and for him to have his fame, his, his characters. And then, because it's so funny, because like you said, it, the way he is, the way he, he views it, he views it from, you know, one, two, three, then, you know, saying uh, three, four, five. Like, that's yeah. how, um, I mean, um, four, five, six. So that's his life. That's that's how they came in his, in his, in his life. So he grew up watching um, The Phantom Menace and loving those movies. And then I kind of showed him the, the originals. And he's like, oh, so this goes here. And then we had the Clone Wars. And like I said, just connecting with him on that level was so like special and magical because like I said it's something my dad introduced me and like I was telling Sam before the podcast started how it's Star Wars is the one thing that's been in my life since I can remember and um I I've always found it a, a way to make it part of my life but go ahead I can understand it uh Wait, Mo. I hate a little bit. Yeah, Mo. Yeah. Can, I, can I step in for a second? Go ahead. I'm sorry. So you're not going to tell us how you fell in love with the movie Casablanca when it first came out? <laughs> you, you know? Actually, <laughs> actually the, the Casablanca, the, first, the thing that made me fall in love with Casablanca when it first came out, nah. <laughs> actually, it was going with the wind. Well, he was like 30 when it came out. <laughs> 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 that is horrible. Yeah, you you are horrible. You're a horrible man. I try. I need to start, man. Listen, listen. I'm just telling you. It gets with with me. It gets deep. Like if you have a moment, I'll tell you how deep it gets. Okay, we don't have that moment. Go ahead. That's what I said. We don't have that <laughs> all together at this round table. I think that's what we would call the episode, like the crossover roundtable or something. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Anyway, um, so at this point, we're technically at the halfway point, all right? So we're going to take a break, we'll pay some bills, and then we're going to be right back. Let's go to the other side. All right. Who is Baby Yoda exactly? Baby, what's the theory? Oh man! Well, I think it's in the name. That's Yoda as a baby. That is Yoda reincarnate. No, not really. Um, 
I think I might be the minority here because I have not seen the Mandalorian yet. I know oh. it's a major sin. Oh wow, shut up. <laughs> I'll get around. <laughs> I just haven't seen it, but um the internet be talking though, so the last of Yoda's race is what I'm is what I'm going with. Whatever that race is. I wish they'd tell us. Uh right. <laughs> Darth Maul. Uh, I'm gonna go kind of the same thing. I call it my Superman theory, which is kind of what uh what what JB said. I think he is definitely of the same race as Yoda, but I think Yoda kind of um, saved him and uh, sent him away to preserve his race, like you know, like the crypt, like the Kryptonians did Superman. It, it fits that time period of when um. You know, when a if it's that time period when a lot of things were going on in, in that in that storyline and that in that um, timeline, so I'm gonna say he's like say he's the last of the Yoda race. Ace. Oh, I guess y'all left the ratchet answer for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did it. <laughs> yeah, he did it. He laid it down. <laughs> And he left his little green, his little green snot somewhere 50 years ago prior to where he's going. And that's what it is. I honestly, um, yeah, I, th- I think he, if he's not Yoda's seed, then he's the, the remember? Yaddle? Um, yes, Yaddle. Yaddle yeah. whatever, her. I, I want to say it may, it may be some descendant of her. Because the the baby Yoda's fifty years old, at least, but he's still a, you know in their race he's still a baby. Correct. So it, it kind of fits the timeline. It fits, and I'm like, yeah, it got it. It's got to be so. Yeah, he's somebody's baby batter. So those cantinas are dark, and Jedi's get lonely too. Exactly. Read it, I did. I'm just hoping he's not Yoda and Yaddle kid because that's some incest stuff, and that'd be really weird. <laughs> I think Disney wants actually that that would that would be about right ish because Baby Yoda's fifty. Yep. Yeah. Baby Yoda's fifty, and Yaddle and Yoda were around. Uh, let's see here. Return of the Jedi. Was thirty years, give or take, after? Because Darth Vader was like forty-two when he died. He was forty-four. Forty-four when he died, and Mandalorian takes place five years later. Something like that. Something man. like that. So forty-five plus the five—that's the fifty. <laughs> so you hear this, ladies and gentlemen? This is exactly why I was like, I'm gonna defer. All <laughs> most of this show, maybe Ace and Moan, because they are the foremost, at least from my friend circle, they are the foremost Star Wars experts that I know. <laughs> this man knows Darth Vader. Hey, look, he was old to me. Right? That's it. He was old. Older. And I was at the time. So, oh man. <laughs> also, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong about that age, about that number, because let's see here. 
Um, he was 24 when he got put in the suit. Mm-hmm. 24 plus the 19, because that's when A New Hope was 19 years later. That's what Luke was. Luke was 19. Two years, Empire. Two more years, um, Return of the Jedi. <clears throat> and plus five for that. Whatever the math is on that, I'm, I'm not, that's not my strong suit. It's about fifty. Yeah, that's what they said. I think the easy answer could be though. He he might may he might very well be a clone though. Ooh, that was my answer. I was gonna go with clone. I forgot you actually answered the question. I was gonna go with clone, just for the sake that nobody else said it, and we need. <laughs> so I was just gonna roll with clone. That's on default. Hopefully, we find out pretty soon though. Hopefully, we find out. Got a new episode. I mean, next Wednesday. This one twentieth. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Today is none of that really. When you listen to this, it it might be a week. So maybe (laughs) the next day we're shooting this podcast. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. So. Explain your favorite Star Wars character. We're gonna start with. Who we starting with? You, me. Um, mm-hmm. my favorite character is gonna be easily by a landslide. Uh, a size ventress. Okay. Ooh, love her. Love okay. her I mean, I love everything. Hot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, I just love. Oh. I love everything about her. Um, I love her character arc, um, and I actually really, really, really wish Dooku wouldn't have turned on her because I think Dooku and Ventress would have been very worthy adversaries for Sidious and could have made a real run at running the galaxy together. Like that's how highly I think of her. Hmm. But, uh, but definitely, definitely my one, my oh. one would be Ventress. You know, everybody loves Luke. I'm a, I mean, if you take Luke and Vader out of it, because I'm, I, you know, I obviously love Vader and Luke. I think my next favorite two characters would probably be a size Ventress and probably a Sokatana. Hey, oh, okay, hey, hey, mm. that's my. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, throw it. So yeah, those are my those are my two picks. Love the love the two characters. I love their chemistry. I mean, if, if they can have it, I love their chemistry during the Clone Wars. Um, I love how their stories kind of parallel, and I would love to see a live action of one or both of those characters. JB. Oh man! All right, so Cool Hand Luke is my favorite character, but like like Moan said, that's everybody's favorite character. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit different. Next man up for me is um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Jedi Jesus. And it's that's, I'm about to say, that's so, I'm about to say that's so noble. That's so noble of you. <laughs> and, and the reason why, and it's not because of the movies, it's because of his his, um, his appearances in the Clone Wars. Because you could just see that he is just like the epitome of what it means to be a Jedi. Against all odds, no matter what, if you think it's thin, I am a Jedi. I am loyal to this, even if it kills me. Like even if you look at my favorite parts of the Clone Wars was um, the Death Watch, the departure with uh, Satine yes. and anything with the Mandalorian. Um, and you can see 
his conflict dealing with her because you can tell he loves his girl, but he's loyal to the car. So he's not going to do anything about it. And even when he's dealing with Maul, he wants to kill Maul so bad for killing Qui-Gon. And you can see that double when Maul killed Satine, spoilers, and he doesn't do it because he knows he'll give in to his rage. He knows it's not the right thing to do. He wouldn't be doing it for the right reasons. Obi-Wan is the paragon of what it means to be a Jedi. And especially for somebody that come up from nothing, no master wanted him. He was almost put out of the order until Qui-Gon picked him up. He doesn't have a particularly high force potential or force wall, but yeah, he is the most defensive fighter in the order. And he's and he's got that smart ass mouth. God, I love I'm done. Hey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my answer is a little more mainstream. Um, Han, Han Solo. Okay, Han Solo. He just he. I feel like he's more relatable to me, like a pirate. If the dude just does it, he's cool. He's got the swag. He's got you know, every everybody he has fans, and then he also has <clears throat> haters. He got people that want him. They want to take him out, but they want to take him out only for the fact that oh, he got you. He got you. You gave him money, and now he, he's gone. You can't catch him. You can't catch him. His car is cool. <laughs> he got a, his homeboy is like a bodyguard slash. He gets chicks too. You can't, you can't, you can't beat that. It, it, it's hot. It's hot. When he Andy shoppers. Huh? Andy shoppers. Yeah, exactly. First questions later, Han was down the box with whoever. It didn't matter. And his, his homie was down. Like, you swing, I swing. Ain't no one on one. That's my guy. And then when they took when he, oh my gosh. When his little dirty son took him out, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> me, I was like, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> dirty son, it's, it's dirty. It's just dingy. Oh my goodness! Hey, <laughs> hey, Kylo Ren is one of my favorite characters in the whole franchise, mind you. As far as character, like just pure depth of a character, pure yes, he is definitely. I, I agree with you there. Kylo Ren is. is like you said earlier, and we'll, I don't want to jump ahead, but like you said, he's deeper than Vader, and I agree 100% with that. But uh, Han, man, that's my guy. I'm rocking with it. Well, bag the princess. Man, man, listen. Listen, it's women and children listening to this show. <laughs> 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 it was he almost was Luke. That would have been nasty. Man, can you imagine how Kylo Ren would have turned out? If he... <laughs> I, I, again, uh, Yoda and Yaddo probably did it too. So, oh, they would have been like Joffrey from uh, GOT. <laughs> oh, man. You're not right for that. <laughs> That's good. Cool. Right All right. So my answer to this question was gonna be Ahsoka Tano. Cause I think she's dope. 
and watching her and uh, Clone Wars, the rise and how how much work she put in to make herself a viable Jedi was awesome. But I'm gonna go for a short answer. I'm gonna roll with Mace Windu. Because A, because A is Samuel L. Jackson. B, his lightsaber, his lightsaber is purple. Okay. Purple Drake. Uh, and Prince. Purple Rain. Now <laughs> and and C nobody the fight style he had was savage. Like, man. If I seen him coming and I was just or I'm running. Just nobody was pure power. Just pure power. And I feel like the movies didn't really touch that enough. And I wish I wish they had more time with him. I wouldn't be opposed to him coming back. If Darth Maul can come back 872 times, bring Mace back once at least. At least a force ghost. Dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you see the future of the Star Wars franchise? As far as the franchise goes, I think they're through with episodic um, movies. We're not going to see like an episode 10, 11, 12. I think they might do short stories or standalone movies. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not that frequently. And we might get more TV shows going forward. But uh, when they say this is the end of the Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga, I feel like they mean it. Mom? Which ultimately, oh, which ultimately would be best for everybody because Star Wars can't, as we've seen with the last two movies, can be very divisive, especially with the the gap disparity in generations and what they think Star Wars is and what it should be. Um, so I feel like this would be the best course of action for everybody. We all get Star Wars, so we get a bigger, wider view of the world, and everybody gets a piece of the pie still, and nobody's history or childhood is trampled on. Because the Mandalorian has proved that we don't need the movies for it to be a successful, viable property. Facts. Mo. Exactly. Mo. Yo. Um, Future of the franchise. Future of the franchise. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I think they're going to continue to do cash grabs. Like you said, short stories, cartoons, um, a lot of watered down stuff, which is cool because it, I, I understand they're not making movies for me anymore. So I get that. Um, actually, I mean, you know, I don't know if, if it matters to anybody. I think after um, the rise of Skywalker, I think I'm kind of done with Star Wars as far as anything new. I'm going to concentrate on everything um, old, probably. And, you know, I'll probably watch the Clone Wars when that comes back. And stuff like with the Mandalorian, but as far as movies, if they going to bring in, um, you know, Finn and Ray back in different in different movies or standalone movies, I don't, I honestly don't think I'm interested in that anymore. So if they survive, if they survive, but anything new, any, I think basically I'm saying anything new movie wise, um, that's not a character, like I said, that's not a Sokotano, that's not a Size Ventress, that's not. Um, Boba Fett or Vader, I'm probably I'm just not interested in it anymore. Like that's how bad of a taste it put in my mind. I think if they would have just totally left um, the old characters out of this trilogy, I would have accepted it more than what they did to the old characters in this trilogy. So it kind of soured me. I mean, 
I'm excited about this movie coming out. But yeah, like I said, The Last Jedi really did. I did really did leave a piece of myself in the theater, and I was like, I really wasn't gonna watch this movie, but I'm yeah. excited about it. You know, if they kill Finn, I'm rioting. Um, <laughs> Should have died in the last movie. Yo, yo, you you take that back. <laughs> hey, it would it would have made sense for his character. Cause I mean, I'm gonna say this. I'm putting. I'm about to say this on my video on my YouTube channel, Shameless Plug. Um, <laughs> if you want to think about it, if you want to think about it, Rose saving Finn kind of killed Luke. I said it. Yeah. Just can we just we're gonna move on before it's I get rude. angry and turn the table. You just said Finn had to die. What? I mean. It would have been fine. I would have been fine. Either that, or, either that or Ryan Johnson <laughs> killed me. Oh, gosh. Why not both? Um, well, to, to, to be fair, to be, to be fair, if I see either in public, I'm willing to fist fight either one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, this fan blasphemy is. Respect to my dog fan, man. Ace, your thoughts on the future of the franchise, man. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, same sentiments. I think it'll be, you know, you'll have some standalone movies. I think there'll be a TV show. But you know, one thing, there will be some, some live action shows, uh, similar to Mandalorian. Something that may, something may pop up out of somewhere, put in whatever timeline it, 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 it will fit wherever in, in the timeline. Um, I think you'll have that. But uh, it's that same thing. It'll be standalone movie, something. Um, they'll probably introduce somebody for the kids or you know, younger generation. But it'll be it's a, it's a nice put a bow on it. It's over with. I'm cool with the standalone movies and the TV show or something like that. It'll make a carry on. So me personally. I'm gonna just go ahead and say this right now. I think the future of this franchise is definitely Maze Windu. Just three a new three of Maze Windu. Maze Windu. All right, Samuel Jackson is a 27 year old Maze Windu. Can you imagine how angry, how much angrier Maze would be if he survived that? Good God. <laughs> he was already like an insufferable old man. Hey, can you imagine? Like, just, think, just think a second. Imagine how much things would have been different if he was just nicer to Anakin. Just <laughs> that right. one thing. <laughs> if, if one right. time he had chose not to be snarky with Anakin, he could, things would have changed. Been so different. Either that or just let Jackson nice. drop a F bomb. I would have been okay with that. Just, yeah, they owe us that. George Lucas, if you hear us, you owe us an F bomb from Sam Jackson. Right? Mother. Well, like when he was on his way out the window, you know, throwing out the window, you know, alone. Mother. You know, that would have been perfect. But you, you know what would be really cool? If they, if they would do something like I'm, you know, I see a lot of stuff on YouTube, and I see like a lot of uh, fan films and a lot of fan ideas, like fan stories. They got some really good stuff. 
And if Lucasfilms or Disney was smart, I would give like maybe like grants to some of these fans and let them make their like short film Star Wars films. And I think people will really gravitate towards those because they will all be they would all be made with love. And like I said, it's kind of a shameless plug because like I said I think me and me and my friend Justin we're gonna try to write a, a screenplay with just yo that's hot with what care what we know. What, I just told him you got to be so so careful because all the characters are so loved. And you do somebody's character wrong, like they just they're gonna come down on you. But I think anything Star Wars made with love, people will like it. Like I just don't think these movies were made with love. They were made they were made for money. And to push the franchise forward. You know, you better be careful with that mouse overlord listening. (laughs) Oh yeah, we don't want to mess up anything just in case we get picked up by Disney Radio. Gotcha. Bingo. All right. So seriously, I agree with you guys on where the future of the uh, franchise is actually going. But I will still hold out hope for a Mace Windu or, or a Mace Windu TV. The the best song from the franchise. Ace, you are first on this one. The best song or my favorite song? You know what? Your favorite song from the franchise. My favorite song, uh, Darth Maul's um, his uh, theme song. I can't think of the name of it right now. His his, his whole thing. Doing his little Maul thing. Yeah. Do the face. Yeah, right. Man, that. That right there pumped the heck out of that fight to me, man. Yeah, right there. Obi Wan. That man, he, he. It's like you hear it. He's like, all right, walking up, ready. It's like Floyd Mayweather with the hoodie. He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> he came ready for war. Hey, he came, he wanted, look, Small wanted all the smoke. He got all the smoke. He gave the smoke. So it happened. Man, that thing was rocking. JB won there. Oh, man, my favorite. Oh, man, I thought about this because we discussed this prior to recording. I was between Binary Sunset Across the Stars and March of the Resistance, Ooh. because I, I I love those. I love those. I feel like those are I bumped those. Those are on my working playlist. All three of those are. But as I was thinking about it, a surprise doctors came into the picture and took the whole thing for me. The ending credits of Revenge of the Sith, all sixteen minutes of it. Ooh, that's some heat too. That's some heat too, though. Mom, and that's a little bit of everything. It's it's a no brainer. It's the Imperial March. I'm with you. I don't even have to answer the question anymore. Imperial March, and uh, just just a quick tidbit. Like it really happened. It happened so long ago. We don't have it. It wasn't recorded. I actually had them play that as I walked out the aisle the first time I got married. Whoa! Nice. <laughs> I had to I had to tip the DJ extra. But yeah, yeah, my, my ex wife cool. came down to Edda James. I came down to the Imperial March. 
Oh, um, fun fact: Imperial March is my dad's theme song on my on my phone. That's my dad's ringtone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, since everybody else, I'm just I gonna I'm just gonna go with uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with Sephiroth's theme from Final Fantasy. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Since Demon's since Moan, Darth Maul, Moan, the, the Imperial March, which is my favorite out of the entire franchise. But, but a close second is definitely Darth Maul. <laughs> Darth Maul is dope. He is, man. That dude, yeah. hey, that dude with the face is iconic. That, it is. It is. It defined a generation for sure. Absolutely. If if nothing came out of Attack of the, um, the Phantom Menace, Duel the Fates. True, true. At the very least, yes. we got that. Okay, so this next question I need you guys to really think long and hard about. I don't want you to answer it lightly. Be careful, Mom. <laughs> I don't want you to answer it. <laughs> although, although, I kind of got my answer with Darth Maul already, but I redundantly ask him the question anyway. Sith or Jedi? Moan, you up first. Sith or Jedi? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I definitely have to side with the Sith. I just think they're more open and honest with their agenda than the Jedi. Um, like I said, as a kid growing up, I was always kind of leaning towards the dark side. And I think the prequels helped push me over the edge with like, oh yeah, the Jedi are basically full of crap. Like very self-serving, very, like I said, contradictory and just very manipulative. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely set. So my people, if you don't know Darth Maul personally, I just want to let you guys know that it is the most answer for his personality as far as I know. I think I've known him about three or four years now. I'll shoot through Facebook. I've never met him uh, in person. But I'm just saying from what I know from Facebook and various uh, groups um, that was pretty much a part. I don't think he could. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much a D bag. <laughs> and, and like the hey. Sith, I kind of own it. I just own it. Hey, you own it well, though. I, I admit that. Ace. That's tough because. Like naturally, <laughs> kind of like moans, like okay, we lean towards the uh, bad guys. But is Gray Jedi an option? Freddie Prince Jr. is not an Way to commit. Way to commit. You got to pick bro. You got to pick a side. Oh, all right, I say Jedi. I guess. Ugh. <laughs> I think we have to put reluctant Jedi by that. 
Exactly. Like, I guess I'll be a good guy this time. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Hold on. Before you, before you, yeah, I throw you a bone. Given the fact that Disney Plus is having such success with the Mandalorian, I throw Mandalorian in as one of the options. So there we go. Jedi or Mandalorian? Mandalorian. And that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's perfect. It's perfect because you're not great, but you're not terrible either. Right there in the middle. Right there. You seem like a JB. death watcher. You seem like you would belong to the death watch. He definitely would be a death watcher. <laughs> For sure. That's an accurate assessment. Um, well, all right. Let's um, all right. Let me be absolutely clear. The Jedi whooped the Mandalorians when during the war. Uh, whooped them. They ain't want no smoke with them no more. Mm-mm. This is true. But I'm definitely rolling with I'm definitely rolling with the Jedi. Um, they're the good guys. They're the OGs. The Sith came from a couple of them being extremists, which forced the Sith to come up, which forced the Jedi to be extremists. But the Sith, I mean excuse me, not the Sith, the Jedi always has the people's best interest in mind. And as you know, group owner and having to oversee and having to have responsibilities with running facilitating organized groups how can I deal with that especially having to deal with the, the less than the pretty sides of it yeah yeah again for the third time that is a pretty on par answer but it's my turn and if I had to choose between Sith Jedi or Mandalorian I'm definitely going Jedi but but I'm going Jedi with a purple lightsaber. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's only fair. I'm a nice person, and I definitely side with the Jedi as far as how they operate. But at the same time, I have a rough side. I can Mason Wynn do this thing. And I know I'm bringing up Mason Wynn. So this is the last time I'm going to bring up Mason Wynn, dude. No, it ain't. Said, no it ain't. I just, I just need, I just need for when you guys say Jedi and good guy, I just need some quotation fingers for good guy for Jedi. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I did that. I did exactly that. Because when I said I got, yeah, they do a lot of borderline stuff, and not even borderline. There, I think the Jedi, especially Mace Windu, they're habitual line steppers. Right. Ooh. That's what makes Mace great. Oh, like, oh yeah, because this, 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 and him being an asshole on all separate aspects of his whole person. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to be a jerk about it. Right. Nicest asshole ever. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to save your life. I'm going to cut you out along the way. 
<laughs> hey, quick question on the offshoot. And this is not one of the plant questions, but I just really want to know. What did you guys think of Forrest Whitaker's performance in the uh, in the Star Wars universe? I saw Guerrero. Yes. Hmm? I uh, saw Guerrero in every appearance was pretty consistent. Extremist, violent, terrorist, and considering everything that he went through, I don't really blame him. I, 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 I personally go ahead. Go ahead. All right, but um, Forrest, Forrest exemplified a guy that was world weary, that was desperate, that did anything he could to gain an inch on an, an oppressive empire that had stifled him and taken away from him and taken away from his people. He had a right to be angry. Yeah, more than a right to be angry. I love the character personally. Yeah. What about you, Mo? Uh, I definitely like the character. I think he embodied everything. I, I think, especially the paranoia, like the kind of I sent for you, but then why are you here? Like, dude, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> like he, like I'm like, okay, like he really did, like Sagar, like he really did capture that in that character. I, I really enjoyed that performance by Forrest Whitaker. Hey, you got anything to add? I did. Well, not anything to add. I can piggyback off Mo, man. He was outstanding. He, in my opinion, he was he. He almost carried. He almost carried that movie in regards to just what he's doing. His goofiness. His, his, his he was just he was insane, man. And you know the, the way he performed that role, outstanding, outstanding. What is everybody feeling on Ray? What I feel about Ray? Mm-hmm. I feel like Ray is a good character. Um, I feel like the aspects of her, um, people feel like she's a Mary Sue, but I feel like everything about her that they complain about that she's a Mary Sue is right there in their face. Um, she was a girl, grew up on the planet, defending herself on honest on fallen um, empire weaponry. She knows parts. She's a salvager. She defends herself. She plays on the simulator. She like. There's so much. And if she's Palpatine's granddaughter, that further explains why. Unconfirmed. 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 I'm rolling with it. I'm married to it. But, <laughs> um, my only issue with her as a character is that she hasn't been tested. Um, going to the third movie, Luke lost his head. Anakin lost his arm and his mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Ray has not experienced any loss at this point, and I feel like for her as a protagonist, and to go into the third act, you need to be bouncing back from something. You need to be recovering. You need to be struggling again, and she's not doing it. And it's not her fault. That's the writing. I feel like you was going to suggest Finn has to die at the beginning of the movie. Well, hold on now. No, no. I don't care. <laughs> but but I, Mom, I got a question. Go ahead. I had, I had a question on what James was saying. You said she experienced no loss. What about 
what about Luke? We're losing, well, we losing Luke. Well, did she really know him that well? They were together for like a hot weekend. That sounds gross. <laughs> yes, I was going to suggest that maybe you should change you know the way I mean? you just went into that sentence, sir. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't really like, they were together for like all the two days, kind of like how Luke was with Obi-Wan and A New Hope. They were together for like two days and then he died. It took him two days to catch that fish. No, uh-uh, it was longer than that. The milk, though. Yeah, the milk. And the milk. Yeah. She followed around from a dip for a day. She, she got a vision, like, I'm going to teach you in the morning. And that was that. She was there like three days, max. I feel like the movie definitely should have gave us a time period instead of just letting us exactly the was. They might squeeze it in there somewhere. They might. Got to move on. Oh, you got uh, How I feel about Ray? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know. Quick, but, quick. You know, no, for no, the no, listeners no, no. that don't. Actually, I think Ray is a great character. I don't mind the character. I just don't like the way she's written. But if I just want to gloss over that, I like Ray as a character. I don't like the way they've written her, but to just counteract some of the things James is saying, I think she's lost a lot. Like uh, she, she, like Han died in front of her, number one. She lost Luke. Um, and then just in some of the battle scenes on, on um, I, I forget the name of the planet, but just in some of the battle scenes, like a lot of people have died around her, and her being so force sensitive, she feels that. She feels all that loss. So the people on the planets, when they were, uh, when they were also when they were destroying, um, the, when they were destroying the, the escape pods, she she feels all that. So she, I think she's experienced a lot of loss. Com- compound that with, she's doing everything on the fly. Her way of life went from being. Literally scrapper to savior of the universe in two seconds. So she's dealing with a lot. So I think um, I just think they need to, uh, like you said, I just think it needs to come across on screen a little bit better. But I actually like the character Ray. Wow, good insight on Ray. After watching your video today, JV, I still want to go back and forth with. With Moan on that, I'm just saying. Think about it, because like, 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 I'm just saying. Think about it. Like A said, the the when she finally, the only two people that really understands her are Kylo and Luke, and Luke dies, and she and can't her. stand, and she can't stand Kylo. So that's how but, conflicted she is. But she also, but she also left Luke angry at him. Well, think about it though. She's a, a girl raised with no parents, no father, no mother. So the men that were in her life were Han, Luke. That she knew for two days, three days. <laughs> and, and Kylo. You get the good, the bad, and the balance. So, yeah, she probably drawn to him really quick. Any chick with daddy issues, drawn to dudes. You know, really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just there. And I think, I mean, she's one of my favorites. She's she's hating on a lot, but I actually really enjoy Ray. I would like to see her on either standalone show, whatever, something like that, but to see her progress some kind of way, if it's good or bad. Yeah, I would like to. 
she would um it would be really interesting to see her go bad and she'd be like the girl Vader or whatever that'd be crazy but she uh I think I think it, it's valid for her too the loss that she's losing is the same loss she's always dealt with <laughs> All of that, I think it's, it's the fact that she has to deal with people leaving her, and that is that may Bingo. be her good or bad because she's probably about to lose yeah. Leia. Oh, she's Miss. definitely lose Leia. So, see, Leia, I would understand, Leia, I would understand because at this point, they spent time together, right? I oh, imagine if she lost BB 8. Oh my god, <laughs> man, she's straight the devastation. Okay, let's be oh, hold on. BB-8 is a murderous robot. We need to talk about that. <laughs> BB-8 got problems. You know what I'm talking about? He was on that little at, at Walker, shooting everybody up, twisting the little wires together in The Last Jedi. <laughs> you, need, you need things handled. You count on BB-8. But I just want to touch on, <laughs> I just want to touch on one thing, though. Like, 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 I, like I said, I don't hate the new characters. I just hate the way they were written. Mm-hmm. True. Like I, I'm not a like I'm not one of the guys. I don't want to see a girl Jedi. I don't want to see a girl hero. I don't have a problem with that. It's just write it well. It's like I said, we got true, all this true. stuff. You got to the, the lightsaber called out to her, and it's like, well, not really, not for no reason. She's nobody. Like why? Like why even put that in there? And not even not expound on that. Oh, her parents are nobody. Like okay, so we talk about it for two years. Who her parents might be? Which which they're gonna fix that. But I'm just saying like. I, I just don't like that. So that's all I wanted to just... I don't hate her. I just hate the way she was written. I'm with that. Granddaddy Palpatine. Oh, man. I'm married to it. What if... What if Baby Yoda is in the new movie? It needs to, he needs to be. He needs to be. And it's going to be the highest grossing movie of all time. Sorry, Endgame. Man, oh, yeah. I'm going to see the movie just to see what Baby Yoda turned out to be. Even if it's, oh, even if it's a last, even if it's a cut scene at the end, he has to be. He, they should be in the movie for the future of the franchise. Back I am, <laughs> growing up. <I> am. <laughs> How old would he be? About a hundred? Nah, he would probably be like. 60 I'm about to say maybe, maybe 80. Uh, no, no, he'd be 70. He'd be 70. Yeah, I was going to go around 70. Yeah. Ish. Around. Maybe closer to 80. Yeah, around there. All right. We got to wrap this thing up because we really had a bunch of good conversations. We've expounded on questions you wouldn't think we'd be expounded on, like Jar Jar Binks, out of all. And also, also, we're talking about how cool it would be for Miss uh, Windu to show up at the end of the movie. Like, I don't know. I'm going. I'm going to see the movie, hopefully. I gotta I gotta do some traveling first, and then I'm I'm gonna go see the movie later. Probably won't get to see it till like the first of the year for real. But Man, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Is there anything you guys need to plug? Uh, 
any YouTube, Facebooks, Twitter. You go ahead. Yeah. You go ahead. Check me. You can go ahead and check me out at JB versus the world on Instagram, on YouTube, JB versus the world, um, JBV the world on Twitter. I'm doing my vlog on Star Wars. If you want to check me out, um, I will be redoing a vlog on going into the theater and I'm going to do an after show and a spoiler after show on the channel. So go look out of that. Dope. Dope. Y'all go look out for JB Smith and all his various. Is the world profiles on different Twitters and YouTubes and Facebook because the Facebook group, the Facebook page, y'all should definitely get in on the ground before he blows up and then you can't get on. <laughs> exactly, I'm going how I'm going, I'm going Sith on y'all, <laughs> Dark Mother. killing babies, don't kill the babies, man. <laughs> Darth Maul, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, sir. I am officially retired from radio. I just do guest spots on podcasts, so thanks for having me. Um, if you want to check me out, you check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just Damone Love. And you don't follow me on Twitter. I could, uh, I think I could easily end this with a uh, with a Yoda quote, but instead I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it with your boy. And I'm going to say I'm muy, muy sorry for being long-winded today. <laughs> wow, yeah. you really went there. <laughs> hey, what you got, man? Yeah, man. So, hey, new to it. New to this, true to it. So, you'll see it coming. Ace McFly, this show. It'll be a podcast. Um, if you follow on Facebook, argue all day long. We argue all day long. Sport. <laughs> Food. <laughs> we argue all day. We wake up at five oh nine, and we're arguing at five ten. Yeah, And then you'll see a new page. It'll be DJ Sandler, Ace McFly come along. You know, overcoming these weeks. It'll blow up, man. Blow up. All features, man. So. If you are uh, looking for me on any social media, on Twitter, you can find the show's podcast, uh, the show's Twitter account at the BK Space Show. You can find my personal Twitter account at King of Space One. That's the number one. You can find me on Instagram at the BK Space, and we also have a Facebook group that still carries the name of the old podcast that I don't really want to. Old title of the podcast, and I don't really want to say because I'm trying to change it. But Facebook is being Facebook. I also want to thank JB Smith, Darth Moan, and Ace McFly for coming out to the show and uh, gracing us with some great conversations, a little arguments, friendly, of course. And my ter- and sitting through my terrible make windy jokes. So thank you guys for coming out. A Sith Lord. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Really, man, glad to be back. Hopefully we can do this again. I wouldn't be opposed to doing this like every other month or once a month. I'm I'm only doing show two shows a month. So like every month. Hey man. 
I say we get together and make this a thing, man. I'm with, I'm with JB. I'm with JB on that. I'm glad I can argue every day. I'm with what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Birth of it right here, the BOB Network. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. I'm telling you, man. The BOB Network. You know what? Before we get into that, thank y'all for coming out. Hopefully, I get to catch you guys on the next show. Support all the people in all the adventures that showed up for this one. Support JB versus the world on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Gang, gang. Support Darth Moan in whatever adventure every time he shows up on this show for sure. Ooh. <laughs> and <laughs> just and, keep him out of them retirement homes, man. That's what yeah. Definitely, definitely. And be on the lookout for Ace McFly's show. Because when his show really, when he pops off, just check my socials because I'm going to be sharing. Make sure you guys catch episodes of his stuff too. I'm going to share everybody's stuff because we got to build this thing up, man. We we definitely need to support each other. So we definitely will here. This is the beginning of something good, I hope. Hey, man. Called the crossover episode for a reason, man. Crossover number one. Crossover episode one. Yes, sir. I like it. I like it. So it took me two hours and eight minutes to come up with that, which was really easy, though. <laughs> but <laughs> again, thank you guys for listening. And we're out. Out. Stay black, y'all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>